Remember the name of the episode. It's survival. This is super morbid. Uh, trigger warning. Yeah, tell me about this. Jackpot! <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink anything's blood. Oh my god, that would be a nightmare. So what was the fact? Sucking blood out of a fish? You're gonna get waterboarded by the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to this episode of the I Should Have Known podcast, the trivia podcast, where one of our four facts is a lie. And today, your quiz master is me, Andy. So I will be presenting Survival Part 2, Survival at Sea, where I will give you four big facts about this topic, but one of those facts is a lie. So join our other hosts, Soups and Tanner, in guessing which one it is. I hope you don't drown. (laughs) Well, I don't know how to swim, so I'm really, really nervous if I can survive. Yeah, you're going to be treading water this whole time. (laughs) Yeah, well, hopefully some of these facts will help you. Okay. Except one of them will definitely not. Oh, no. (laughs) You will sink. I'll tell you at the end. Yeah, so three of our facts are swim and one of my facts is sink. I should say I'm not an expert on this at all. I'm an internet expert. Please, if uh, you find yourself in one of these situations, don't blame me for what happens to you. First, we're going to start with our low-hanging fruit. Great. Which, if you are an avid listener of the I Should Have Known podcast and have been with us through this whole journey, you'll actually hopefully remember our first episode on survival, which was hosted by Tanner. So this low-hanging fruit is designed to be a fairly easy question. This is a true or false. Okay. So true or false. In emergency situations, you should drink your own urine for hydration. I remember having a lot of debate and discussion when Tanner was talking about it. Mm -hmm. And I think I want to say false. Yep, definitely. I remember it was don't drink your own pee and don't drink anyone else's pee either. (laughs) (laughs) Very important to put this out loud. Yeah, Yeah, it's false. Not drink your urine. And as Tanner said, don't drink anyone else's either. (laughs) Don't drink urine. Yeah, it's better to go without any liquid than to drink urine, actually. Yeah. But yeah, so as I said, this is our second episode on survival. So I'm a little nervous about tricking Tanner. But if you did listen to our first episode, um, or if you want to go back and listen now, please forgive the sound quality. (laughs) But you now have kind of a leg up on that episode, actually. So that might be helpful. Yeah. So we're talking specifically about the sea. Right. Mm-hmm. Surviving at sea. Yeah. All my facts are kind of different scenarios or situations you might find yourself in related mm-hmm. to the sea. Okay. But do either of you have thalassophobia or the morbid fear of the sea? Oh my. I mean, morbid is a hard, yeah. <laughs> hard <laughs> level, but definitely fear of the sea. What's the word again? Thalassophobia. Thalassophobia. The last is the Greek word for the sea. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fear of the ocean, fear of the sea. Mm -hmm. I don't have that. It gets a little scary and a little existential when you think of like Point Nemo. Yeah. From our other episode. Yeah, so I was going to say, we've actually talked about the ocean a lot Lot. on the I Should Have Known (laughs) podcast. We did an episode on physical geography. All right, Mm -hmm. right. We talk about Point Nemo, which is the oceanic pole of inaccessibility. Yes. Which means it's the furthest from coasts in all directions. So it's just a point in the middle of the ocean. So that's kind of terrifying. Yeah. I'm good on the water. As long as there's a bucket available, that's my bigger fear. Yeah. The waves. Tanner's biggest fear on a boat is uh, keeping his dinner down. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, I'm Luso-American, so I find the sea calming and fascinating, and I love the idea of just a flat ocean in all directions. Yeah. I'm happy when I'm on the beach. Yeah. (laughs) 
So a lot of my facts have to do with the sea and the saltiness of the sea. Because as Tanner pointed out in our first survival episode, Mm -hmm. really one of the first things you want to focus on in a survival scenario is your water supply. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the famous quote from the poem, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. So water, water everywhere, nor any drop to drink. So (laughs) I do remember this. Yes. So that's the problem. With the sea is that there's water, but you can't drink it. It's torture. I mean, salt water is totally safe to drink as long as you have other forms of hydration. Sure. So like it's not poisonous. It won't kill you. Right. But over time, if you're not drinking any other kind of water, then it will. But anyway, okay, so let's get into some facts now. All right. So different scenarios. So we're going to talk about being stranded on a boat. Okay. So fact number one. When stranded on a boat, it is often better to throw out the first rainwater you collect before drinking. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I could agree to that because I remember reading about it, that when it rains, Mm -hmm. like the first rain actually contains a lot of harmful particles. Oh. I had not heard that, actually. Okay. A lot of survival scenarios I read about, they said like rainwater is like a godsend. It's like... This is fresh water. You can drink this. But the issue is when you're stranded on a boat, especially if your boat had been in a storm, tossed about, Mm -hmm. because the sea is salty and you get salt water all over yourself and all over the boat and all of that water evaporates, what's left behind is a bunch of salt. So when you first collect new fresh water, it gets all that salt in it and it's terrible for you again. See, this is exactly what I was thinking. It's like a first washing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But- To me, I would not throw that out. I would drink it. I would risk it. In the sea? Yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. On a boat. But I don't know if a survival guide would say that that's the safest thing to say. Mm. So that's why I think this is still a debatable fact. Okay. I mean, the logic definitely makes sense. Sure. But whether it's applicable in real life scenario when there are so many variable factors, right? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds very counterintuitive, though. Yeah, throw away your water? What? Throwing away water. Yeah. But you can use my second fact for other forms of hydration. Okay. Okay. Fact number two. When out at sea, for the most part, you can drink any animal's blood. Whoa. I knew it was going. I'm yeah, it's going to get gross. Don't, don't ask me why, but I think <laughs> when it started. <laughs> you just like, knew. Yeah. So the thing with blood is here in, on dry land. Yeah. You definitely shouldn't just drink animal's blood. It has pathogens. It's full of stuff that you don't want in your body. But out at sea, though this is changing and it's hard to know because of climate change. That's why I said for the most part. Mm -hmm. A lot of the pathogens that are harmful to humans aren't in the fish and the turtles and stuff that live at sea. Okay. So like it's safe in that way. On dry land, you don't don't drink anything's blood. (laughs) Do do not. Yeah, right. You can get mad cow disease if you drink a cow's blood. You don't want that. No, but at sea in an emergency. (laughs) So Mm. you got to find, first of all, like a sea creature. Yeah. That's like step one. It's not just like, oh, there's some blood lying around. Why don't you drink (laughs) it? So first you got to find that creature, kill it, (laughs) or cut it in a way that you can just suck the... Wow. Yeah. Mm. And like fish, they don't have that much blood. You're looking for something bigger than a fish. Well, no, they recommended fish blood, turtle blood, and the blood of seabirds. Those are your most likely sources of of blood out at sea. I would be so, so sad to kill a sea turtle just to suck its blood. That would be... Oh my God, that would be a nightmare. Part of this is why I said suck the blood, which sounds super gross and makes it much worse is because when you are dehydrated, if you are not drinking other water, you should avoid protein. 
Okay. I feel like the medical doctor in our crew <laughs> maybe has something to say about that. If you're low on water, you don't want to eat protein because it's going to pull the water out of the right. cells that you do have. Yeah. Right. No, it makes sense. Yeah. That's what I read. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. So the idea is that it takes water to digest food. Yes. And protein is the hardest to break down of the basic macronutrients. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that takes a lot of work for your body to break down Mm -hmm. and you're going to lose a lot of water in the process of breaking that down. Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of people, they recommend you suck the moisture and the blood out of the flesh, Mm -hmm. but don't eat it. Okay. Interesting. So what was the fact? Sucking blood out of a fish? Or any animal. See, that's what raises a red flag to me is that I know if you eat too much seafood, you're at risk of heavy metal poisoning because a lot of fish, if you eat them too much, you ingest the metals that they ingest. I wonder if it would get into you if you suck the blood of them, but also it's an emergency situation. I would just risk yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Remember the name of the episode, it's survival. Yeah. So I think it's beyond like <laughs> normal yeah. or standard explanation. Yeah. Very true. Okay. Wow. Interesting. All right, so now we're going to get into a scenario that is much more terrifying. Soups, I'm very sorry. Oh, no. So now your boat is gone and you are just floating at sea. Let's say plane crash or your boat has sunk and you're just a human being floating in the sea. And this is when you don't have a life vest. Oh, God. Okay. So let's say the worst case scenario. Yeah. The most terrifying, honestly, it's like, this is pretty terrifying. Getting sweaty over here. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. This is good for swimmers or non-swimmers. So fact number three, the best way to save energy when floating in rough water is face down. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Sorry, no comments. (laughs) Wow. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, I don't think I can even just stand. Like, I think I'll just drown in the first instant without a life jacket. Yeah. But how do you, because I can not get flat, like 180 degrees. Yeah. 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 So a lot of people get stressed about that because they can't lay flat, like yeah. in a bed. I think. As long as your face is above the surface, it doesn't matter. I mm-hmm. hope Archimedes got his math right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like humans are buoyant. Like humans yeah. float. Yeah. So when I lay flat, usually, yeah, my body sinks, but then my face stays afloat. But you're saying somehow flip it over and let my face go down? Laying on your back like this is the best way to conserve energy when at sea. Yeah. Because you're doing nothing. You're Mm -hmm. just, it's just your natural body's buoyancy is just keeping you afloat and you're just laying there and breathing. That's fine when the water is calm. Yeah, okay. But when the water is rough, it will get into your face. Yeah. It's going to splash because it's tossing you about. And so like you'll still float. But it'll get into your face. You're going to get waterboarded by the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's one way to put it. Yes. So yeah, in rough water, you want to protect your breathing holes as much as possible. So people recommend face down, which is known rather morbidly as the dead man's float. Okay. Like a corpse. And you lift your head to inhale and you exhale underwater. You want to spend as little time with your face above the water as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I love how these facts are actually more or less common sense. Yeah. But imagine yourself in this kind of, I mean, if you're not panicking already. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, in general, the number one survival rule, as far as I could tell, is don't panic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Though that's much easier said than done. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was very counterintuitive. Why is this better? In rough water, the water isn't getting into your mouth and nose if your face is in the water already. Yeah. So like imagine you're floating on your back with your face above the water. Mm -hmm. 
and people are just splashing water in your face, yeah. it's going to go up your nose. Mm-hmm. So if your face is down and you're controlling that, yeah. then it can't splash up your nose and surprise you, yeah. I think is the idea. Okay. This is the issue. Right. If the sea is calm, yeah, float in your bed, relax. <laughs> and some people said they're like, this is super morbid. Uh, trigger warning. If you're floating face down, won't people assume that you're dead? Yeah. But they're like, no, rescuers pull all human remains they find out of the water. Yeah, they still have to collect your body. Yeah, so even if they think you're dead, they're still going to pull you out. Yeah, don't worry about that. And I'm hoping rescuers know that in a survival situation, this is what you should be yeah. doing. Yeah, they take any human bodies right. they find. So if they're like, oh, look, you're alive, then mm-hmm. the, yeah. we're all good. Chuckpot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. So before you get into this terrifying scenario, yeah. the last scenario we're talking about is rip tides or rip currents. Yeah. Tell me about this. Yeah. So fact number four, to escape a rip tide, it's best to relax and swim perpendicular to the current. Okay. So a rip tide or rip current is a really strong current that goes away from the beach. Mm-hmm. So it pulls you out to sea. So it's just a normal tide, but it's really strong. Yeah, it's a really strong current. And every website you'll read about this, they talk about how it's faster than even the fastest Olympic swimmers can swim. Okay, we're comparing a human to a tide for natural occurrence. Yeah. So you're saying like naturally your instinct is to swim back to the beach, but even Olympians can't swim back. Yeah. So basically you're supposed to hang in there and just swim sideways? Yeah. So if you read a lot of advice, they'll say swim parallel to the shore. Sure. Okay. Which works really great if the riptide is going straight out into the ocean. Yeah. But if it pulls you, you know, any kind of angle, this actually might be a problem. But the U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA, advises this. Love it. Noah. Yeah. The best name. Yeah. That's their advice is swim parallel to the shore, which is great if it goes straight out to the sea. But if it's at an angle, you might actually be swimming against the current, which, as we've pointed out, we're not Olympic swimmers. We can't do that. (laughs) So other groups, including the National Weather Service, which is another branch of the U.S. government. So the U.S. government contradicts itself, (laughs) which isn't really a surprise. (laughs) They're like, figure out what way you're going and then swim perpendicular. So that like sideways out of the current. Right. Yeah. There are a lot of different opinions about this, but definitely number one is do not swim against the current. Mm. Right. You can't beat it. And then you're going to tire yourself out and then it's going to pull you into the ocean and you're a goner. Mm -hmm. And for non-swimmers, the best advice is just float. Let it pull you out. (laughs) The best advice is avoid riptides Mm -hmm. in the first place. Never swim alone. Never swim far away from lifeguards unless you're a very experienced swimmer. Mm Mm-hmm. And so your friends will know and they'll say, like, our friend just went out to sea. Please go find them. And right. humans float and the currents do not pull you down under the water. They just pull you out. Okay. Away from the beach. Away from the beach. It's terrifying, but just like, just float. Mm-hmm. Humans float. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of information to digest. Yeah. But in the words of Gloria G, I will survive. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I hope so. I hope you do. Andy, why don't you remind us the survival tips once again? Fact number one. When stranded in a boat, it is often better to throw out the first rainwater you collect before drinking. Fact number two. Out at sea, for the most part, you can drink any animal's blood. 
Fact number three. The best way to save energy when floating in rough water is face down. And fact number four, to escape a riptide, it's best to relax and swim perpendicular to the current. One of those will get you killed. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Not high stakes or anything here. (laughs) Sink or swim, team. Yeah. (laughs) What are you thinking? Fact number two stands out to me. Mm Mm-hmm. This blood thing. You don't want to be a vampire out of the ocean? No. <laughs> it's not so much about being a vampire, but yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe you just eat the whole fish and that oh. has all the nutrients. Okay. Don't worry about sucking out yeah, the blood yeah, and exactly. throwing away the meat. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. That's the one that stands out. Okay. What do you think? I think it's okay to drink blood okay. <laughs> in the ocean. You said it, not me. <laughs> I think that number one might be false because I think this might be an urban legend or a myth that people say. Like, I'm thinking about all the things that could be in these water collection vessels and I'm worried that maybe it's going to make me sick. So I'm just going to throw it out and I hope that it rains again. Personally, I wouldn't follow that. So I'm going to say it's false. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I'm going to stick with number two. Cool. Okay. Number one for me. All right. So as often happens in the Ashi Known podcast, soups, you're right, but for the wrong reason. Oh. <laughs> but still, you're totally right. I thought you guys would get this one because it had an all or any. Almost uh. all sea creatures. Yeah. yeah. And the pathogens thing is true. So okay. for the most part, out at sea, there are fewer pathogens. Like raw fish, it's okay to eat raw fish. Turtles, good to go. Do not drink the blood of seabirds. Is it a salinity thing? Salinity. The oh. blood of seabirds is actually either just as salty or saltier than the seawater mm. itself, and it'll murder you. Makes sense. Yeah. Yes, but their flesh is safe to eat. Okay. Sure. As long as you have had enough hydration. Yeah. So the whole thing about protein, this is true. Mm-hmm. But if you have rainwater and you you don't have to toss all of your rainwater, just the first bit. Mm-hmm. Just okay. let it get rinsed clean of the salt. Okay. If you have fresh water, eat all the seabirds you can. Makes sense. Well, I should have known that this was not all creatures, but yeah, a few. Yeah, I definitely should have known that you can't just be a vampire in the ocean. <laughs> Hopefully no one has to be in any situation where this is useful information. Yeah. Well, on a trivia night, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the I Should Have Known podcast. If you would like some extras, you can follow us on social media. And if you would like to support the show, you can do so at our Patreon. The link is in the description. And as always, thanks for listening. How will you get access to shark blood? <laughs> <laughs>